Welcome to the Leading with Data podcast, your show where we cover the intersection of data, analytics, trends, strategy, and so much more to drive results. This podcast is brought to you by Molecula and Oracle. Welcome, everybody, to today's show. I am so excited about our guest. I have known him for many years. I've always been inspired about how he combines leadership and data and just brings so much expertise and energy to everything he does. Today's guest is Jonathan Mariner. Jonathan, welcome to the podcast today. Hi, Jason. It's such a delight for me to be here with you as well. I've followed you since getting to know you so well, and I'm always inspired to be with you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What a journey it has been. So, Jonathan, you know, we've got a ton of listeners, and they always love to hear how you got to where you are. So, you know, rather than me giving away your bio, would you let us know how did you get into your current role? What are some of the roles you've had? And help us to just sort of understand your journey, because it is so inspiring and, and so diverse in terms of the roles you've had? Sure. Well, I, I think the role that most people know me for uh, was my role as uh, being the chief financial office for Major League Baseball. I was in that role for over 12 years. Um, and uh, people always ask, how do you get a job like that? Um, and uh, I have to always confess, it's not something that I uh, really uh, uh, aspired to do. It, it was just kind of an evolution of my career. Uh, you know, part of it just based on relationships and, you know, just opportunistically being in the right place, the right time. Um, uh, and just thinking big about what, what I wanted to do. You know, I, my career started, uh, um, uh, in the accounting world. I wanted to be an accountant growing up. You know, it's not something people think about today. You want to be an accountant, uh, but that's- Well, there's really- a lot of data listeners, so we like accountants. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was partly because I, I love I love numbers, math. Uh, and uh, uh, so my career, you know, I ended up going to, uh, went to University of Virginia uh, for an accounting degree. You know, I passed the CPA exam and was all set to take that path and ended up ultimately- going to business school, Harvard Business School. Uh, and that really kind of widened my lens in terms of how the world looked to me. Uh, and I saw really accounting as, uh, in fact, there was a course that I, that I took that, you know, you know, as we talk about data kind of shaped, you know, my view of business. You know, the course was called Accounting, the Language of Business. Um, it's all about how numbers, really data in many respects, drives a lot of business decisions. And that really kind of opened my lens in terms of my career path. And I, I spent a lot of time early in my career in traditional corporate roles, you know, corporate planning and uh, uh, strategy roles and, you know, doing M&A work, mergers and acquisitions work, et cetera. Uh, but I, at one point, I'm here in, I was in South Florida with a, uh, and the uh, uh, Florida Marlins expansion franchise is being awarded to Wayne Heisinger. Uh, and people might know that name from Blockbuster Video. He was the guy that really put them on the map. Uh, just a quick aside about Wayne. Wayne was one of the few people that took five companies from startup to the New York Stock Exchange, IPO and its New York Stock Exchange. A brilliant uh, 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 entrepreneur and just a wonderful guy and one of my all-time best bosses. But I got my role, my, my real start in, 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 the, in the sports world 20 plus years uh, with the Florida Marlins, and that really led to the relationships that got me into base into into the league office for baseball. 
Um, well, and, and from there, where did you go? Because it's such an interesting path how you went from sort of CFO ultimately of Major League Baseball to being a corporate director on some of the biggest, most esteemed brands. I know you're, you were involved on the board of a company, Ultimate Software, which I was also on the board of, and you know they were acquired for $11 billion approximately. Uh, so, so walk us through that, because again, I think as we think about the role of data and leadership and people that are passionate about numbers, the ability, and I think to, to sort of move from being, you know, in your case, as a CPA, uh, going to Harvard Business School, ending up in baseball, which is, you know, sort of an unusual leap in itself, and then to all these other companies, like walk us through that evolution a little bit, because it's such an interesting one from a career standpoint. You know, it's, I, I think everyone, if they're thoughtful, will, will, will think about, you know, what's, the, what's my next job? And whenever I talk to people, even more, more very recently, and they're looking at a particular opportunity, I always say to them, I found it useful to not only look at the job in front of me, but where will that take me to next? What's the next move? Will this kind of, which direction will it take you? And, and I had reached a point, given my age, where I'd spent 20 plus years, 25 plus years as a CFO and uh, uh, in various roles. I was, you know, at MLB, a new commission was, was, was uh, about to, to, to be higher. We hadn't yet, you know, determined who that would be. And so as I thought about my career, uh, you know, as a CFO of baseball, I thought, you know, if a new commissioner comes in, when he comes in, he or her, uh, I have to make the, you know, we have to make the binary decision. Do I want them? Do they want me? Do I want to do this job going forward? And I kind of stepped back and thought, you know, I was about to turn 60. Uh, I thought it's time to do something different. And as I looked at different opportunities, you know, one of the things that struck me was I'd been on public boards before, uh, didn't have a, a lot of bandwidth as a CFO at baseball to do it. So I dropped off of them. But I thought this would be a good time to kind of re-explore that opportunity. And that's what led to what I'm now doing primarily. I, I serve on now four corporate boards, one of which is publicly traded. You and I serve together on Ultimates Offer, one of the you know great boards that I've been on. It's just a great company. Um but that was really a decision that I made to, you know, how do I pivot my career away from the nine to five uh, towards something that I would find more fulfilling? As a part of that analysis, I also made the decision to move back to uh, to kind of make my base of operation Florida versus New York, which has huge tax consequences. Uh, and, and, and one of the factors, and this kind of leads to the whole conversation about data, uh, was that I had been audited by New York State, you know, about, uh, you know, eight years before, five, six years before, because I was splitting my time, and really, at least in terms of my tax return, between Florida and New York, and New York uh, disagreed with that allocation. Uh, and so I'm part of it. <laughs> That's a polite way of putting it. <laughs> I, I was audited. Um uh, and I ended up having to settle, but what I was missing was data. Mm -hmm. uh, I needed to prove to them that I wasn't in New York uh, for the time that I claimed I wasn't, and they needed proof of that. They needed data. Uh, and so uh, as I'm transitioning out of baseball into this world of being a director uh, and looking for something else to do, I thought, you know what, I think I want to, you know, I think I want to build an app. Um, when it comes to people like me, you know, you need to know, uh, you need to document where you are. You need to be able to have data available uh, and not just where I am, but how do you prove it? You need receipts. Uh, and so we decided to build an app. I kind of in my mind knew what I wanted to do. And I just, you know, 
on about three pages, did an outline of what it would entail. I reached out to a company that, that had done another big data project for me, quite frankly, at MLB early in my career there. And we decided to launch the Tax Day app uh, as a way for people to have a concurrent, uh, reliable stream of data, of information about where they are from day to day, almost minute to minute, uh, uh, that they can use to support them, their position in a, in a, in a tax audit and, and to be able to attach receipts along with that so that uh, you can prove that you weren't in New York in my case. You know, the, in, in New York, one of the underlying principles, you know, unlike this notion that we have that, you know, you're uh, innocent to proven guilty in the tax world, the burden of proof is on a taxpayer. Mm. So you needed data, you needed information to be able to really validate, you know, your return. And so that's what led me to really start the company tax day. Gotcha. So, you know, for those of us following along chronologically, you went from, uh, so you had the Marlins experience, you had the MLB CFO experience, uh, you served on and continue to serve on a number of boards. I know, uh, the. are you at liberty to say, obviously, the public company board sure. is public, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. And and then the, the private company boards, can you share with us sort of uh, just an industry standpoint before we go into the data questions, um, sort of what sort of industries they represent or whatever you'd like to share about those just so we get a sense? Yeah, I'm happy to share the company names. Um, yeah, I'm on the board of, of Tyson Foods, um, you know, $40 billion fortune, you know, 100 company. Uh, uh, I'm also on the board of McGraw-Hill Education uh, mm. uh, that is transitioning from a textbook company to a digital learning company. Uh, they're owned by a, a separate private equity company, Apollo Global. Uh, I'm on the board of a new stock exchange, um, uh, IEX. Uh, I say new, they've been uh, functioning now for about four years. And for those of uh, who might be Michael Lewis fans, one of the books he wrote was about this company, Flash Boys. Mm. Uh, Yep. And so this is the company that was featured in Flash Boys, uh, in another place where you talk about data. Uh, that's a big part of, 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 of how they function. And then the final company, I just joined the board of a company called OneString. Uh, they are a financial uh, software company. They build uh, systems to help really financial professionals, companies uh, with their financial projections. You know, a lot of companies, including the one we served with together at Ultimate Software, have just, you know, pages and pages of Excel spreadsheets that is not all that reliable if you know the world of finance and accounting. Uh, this company builds, you know, uh, you know uh, enterprise level tools that really replace the more unreliable systems that a lot of companies uh, uh, will use. And so those are the four companies I'm on the board of. Uh, that's perfect. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, in, in my work uh, with Molecula, we talk so much about data and the speed of data, the amount of data being created and and how can companies and leaders and executives be able to access that the data, what they need uh, in a way that maintains everything you need it to maintain in order to be able to make decisions faster, which is a huge issue, as you know, is, is having that access to accurate data, both real time uh, and all the historic data that we have to be able to make these decisions. So I love the fact, and I hope everybody heard that, that you have, you have, you know, essentially Tyson, this, this, you know, very big, long-term, you know, uh, you know, very, very almost historic type company all the way to a new stock exchange. And I just think the breadth of that, Jonathan, talks uh, a lot about you and just the role that, that you've been able to take uh, leveraging your understanding of data and apply it to all these different businesses. So this, now I'm really excited to get into the data question. So let's jump in. Uh, sure. the, the first one, uh, what is the most important decision that you've made using data uh, if you could think of one, and then how did it work out? Uh, you know, as I thought about that question, um, 
I would say it was there wasn't a specific decision as, as, as much as an approach to data and a way that I use data to help inform the company that I was with. And, and, and the specific application was Major League Baseball. I joined them in 2002, right after we had implemented a new collective bargaining agreement. And one of the um, uh, uh, things that we put in place with that agreement was uh, a new way to really control how teams um uh, control their debt, control their debt level. Um, brief, very brief background. Back then, at that point in time, only three teams out of the 30 teams in baseball were making money. Mm. Uh, the reason wow. that we got that collective bargaining agreement done was that we needed to change the economic system. And we gave every team three years to kind of comply with this new rule. In order to track that, you need data. You need to figure out, okay, what's, you know, where we're going to, you know, and this really, you know, the, the kind of the, the, the future of the league is, is resting on being able to turn this thing around financially. And so we needed data. Uh, in fact, the company that I mentioned that is, you know, subsequently built my app was just starting out at the time as a, as a new startup. I reached out to them uh, and they helped us build out this financial reporting system, this system that allow teams to, to, do three things. First of all, to report their data, their information to the league uh, in a consistent format. Second, uh, we needed forecasts because if you're going to plot this course with this new rule in place, you needed to, you couldn't just get, a, you know, one of the, one of the challenges in the accounting world historically has been, you know, most accounts will say to you, Jason, here are your financial reports. This is how you did last year. Well, that's kind of nice, but I've got the, the future ahead of me. I need to know what I'm doing. Right. You know, but what are the next 12 months going to be all about? And so that forecasting piece was so critical. And so we built this forecasting tool uh, that we could then share with the teams and share collectively so everyone can see where we're headed. And the third piece was a separate revenue sharing step. But building that data platform was really critical to how we were able to manage the business uh, manage the league from 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 year to year to a point where within five years we went from having a half billion dollar consolidated negative even a negative loss operating income to a half billion dollar positive even we went from three teams that were only oh, three, making, three teams making money and so we had a billion dollar swing and it was all because we were able to consi- every every owners meeting I would do a report to the league to the owners on where the league stood and so data was really instrumental in turning around uh, the league it was something as a as a team CFO years before we always lacked knowing where we stood and so mm-hmm. data to me was most I I would say and I think Bud Selig would say was one of the most critical things we used to really turn around the the economic plight of the, of, of the league itself yeah and there were several things underneath that that I think you said that that really speak to sort of the bigger data conversation as you know I'm really passionate about data I serve on a lot of boards and this is something that that is very near and dear to my heart you have to get accurate data as you said you've got to be able to get the data from wherever it is to whatever system needs to actually process it. And then you're trying to build forecasting and models on top of it. And yep. then, you know, inform that constantly. Uh, as you and I talk about financial modeling a lot in our in our off time. So it, it's interesting to see that even in baseball, which sometimes, yeah, we think of maybe Moneyball and some of these other advanced analytics, but, but just at a high level, the entire league had to think about a new way to approach data. And I just, it, that's one of those things that sometimes people think, oh, data is only for, I'm just going to make it up, some advanced tech company. And the reality is, I believe, and you've heard me say this many times, is, is every company can benefit from better understanding and leveraging data. 
Now, the yep. amount of data they're collecting, this, the speed at which they need to make decisions, what they're going to you know, do with that data, yeah, sure, that's going to vary in size, scale, and industry. But fundamentally, I think data is such a powerful tool for leaders to be able to use and leverage. And I, I love the example that you gave. So let's sort of shift gears a little bit and, and think about the future now. So working across all these different businesses as you do, and I, I know also that you uh, occasionally speak at Consult and you're in the media and you're doing lots of different things. What is a, an unexpected or maybe unorthodox opinion you have about data or maybe the future of data as you sort of look ahead now? You know, I think that uh, data, in my view, will be ubiquitous. When I think about, um, uh, uh, you know, you know, we almost take it for granted. Siri or you know, uh, Google, we we're able to basically ask for information. To me, that's just a a, a thimbleful of where I think the future of data is going to take us. Uh, right now, we can go to a to a computer, we can go to a laptop, and we have to kind of type something in. I actually envision this world where I can, you know, in some respects, data becomes ubiquitous. It becomes this, you know, the information is always out there. Being able to to collect it, to 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 you know assemble it, and to recall it to me is going to be very critical. And I, and I see the future of data as as machine learning and as as data processing becomes much more efficient. I you know, can see a world where when you think about education, you know, we're, you know, edu our education system today is all about having people remember stuff because, you know, we make decisions, we kind of conduct our lives based on information. But what if the information was always available? You know, mm -hmm. how, would, how would that change the way we learn? And change the way we think about our jobs and 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 what we take out of a classroom. If if getting the information, if getting the data wasn't the challenge, if it was all about now applying it or higher use uh, ways to deal with what with what you know, that's what I think about when I think about you know just the future data. Yeah, we talk about this a lot at Molecular and with the leadership team there. I mean, it, it's powerful. And there's there's lots of interesting stats about this, uh, but one I've read that I'll get pretty close on is that. 15% of the data in a company is original and 85% of the data approximately are copies of the same data, that right. same original set. And then what we find is data is just siloed all across different, you know, or divisions or within the organization and business units, and they're not talking to each other. They can't access it there. You know, it, 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 we're putting in so much work oftentimes to collect data, but we're not actually using it. And I yep. think that's where things get really exciting going forward. Okay. So sort of keeping on this track, as you look ahead, and maybe you've sort of answered this with your previous one, but but what is one prediction that you have about the future of data and business, either how they come together, maybe how businesses will, will leverage it, I mean, anything like that as you look ahead, because you have this really unique vantage point across industries? You know, I, it's, it's, I, it's tough to make a prediction as much as, as I think about how companies, how businesses, you know, struggle with data. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, at, at Tyson Foods, you know, one of the challenges we have right now is that with COVID going on and, and you know, with, you know, trying to be very, very mindful of the health and safety of our, safety of our employees, you know, people will stay home. And I was talking to our CFO, uh, you know, how do you uh, predict, you know, production levels and revenue as a part of that? So we got all these spreadsheets that we have to basically roll up. You know, when I think about the future of how data will change companies, um, I think about how much more productive, how much more innovative a company could be if it had, and I'll use the term perfect information, but good information to be able to say, we think that we can actually improve how we, you know, improve the production process, but how we distribute 
and that to me has implications on pricing and ultimately on the availability uh, of, in this case, of, of, of food to people. I mean, I think being able to deliver um, products information more efficiently will, will actually be, um, um, I'm trying to think of the word I'm trying to use, more people will have, you know, you know, will, will have access to, to information, to resources, uh, if we didn't spend so much time just trying to figure out what we have. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, and I know you've talked about how important uh, in the past safety is to you with your employees and their health and their well-being. And so, so how do you how do you make sure that you're you put safety first at the same time? How do you produce uh, what you need to for the company to be able to serve communities and people all around the world? And and I think that's always an interesting challenge. And we're trying to use data in multiple ways. And I think sometimes people focus on data uh, in a consumer centric way. But a lot of times data really helps us with our workforce, understanding the production side of it, uh, not just uh, marketing, sales, distribution and so forth. And I just I love that the way you brought those together. OK, last one, last one. All right, here we yep. go. Last question for you, Jonathan. And you've been such a great guest. So I love having a an unrelated question here at the end. So here's my unrelated but fun question. Yep. What is your favorite leadership quote or saying or motto uh, and why is that your favorite? My favorite quote is actually one that I had assigned on my desk for many, many years. Thank I don't have to worry about a desk anymore <laughs> so, <laughs> with a desk. Um, and it's something that I heard uh, in a uh, it was a motivational speaker. Uh, this was when I was at the Marlins and this guy was helping us train our, 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 our uh, game day employees. And I've quoted this, you know, ad nauseum ever since. And the quote was very simply. When it comes to uh, uh, dealing with a particular issue, the quote is, yes, I know it's impossible, but if it could be done, how would you do it? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I know it's impossible, but if it could be done, how would you do it? (laughs) And I've always challenged my people with that quote, (laughs) you know? That is fantastic. I love that. Well, and Jonathan, you've been such a great guest today. You're, you're always just sort of this, this fountain of wisdom when it comes to data and strategy and connecting that with leadership. I know if people want to uh, engage with you or learn more about you, I know they can go on Twitter, which is at your Twitter handle is uh, JD Mariner, M-A-R-I-N-E-R. That's how they can find you on Twitter. I know you're also on LinkedIn and uh, Tax Day is on there as well, taxday.com, I believe. So Thank you, Jonathan, for for sharing with us your perspective on data. You bring so many years, so so much expertise to it. It's so much class. I just absolutely am grateful to be with you today. And uh, we look forward to having you on the show again sometime in the future. Jason, it's been a delight being here with you. Thanks so much for inviting me. Thanks for joining us on the Leading with Data podcast, brought to you by Oracle and Molecula. We look forward to seeing you on the next podcast.